Welcome to the What is Happening in Salt Lake podcast series, brought to you by slc.gov and the Salt Lake Small Business Development Center. The purpose of the podcast series is to review topics relevant to Salt Lake-based business owners and startups, as well as to highlight success stories from other entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Startup SLC podcast. Today, we are interviewing Tim Cooley from the Park City Angels. My name is Peter Collister. I'm with the Salt Lake SBDC. And I'm Will Wright with Salt Lake City Economic Development. And I'm Tim Cooley. And Tim. <laughs> Tim, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So a little bit of background. I've been in the entrepreneur ecosystem, specifically in Utah, for about 10, 11 years now. Started a company and then ultimately sold it. Got involved in like the mill, which is over by the SBDC, which is an accelerator. And then now I'm involved with Park City Angels. I've been working with that group for three or four years now. Tim, can you walk us through what is angel investing? Yeah, absolutely. So angel investing is typically where a individual decides that they want to invest into a company, meaning give you cash to accomplish something in your company. And so what happens is sometimes those individuals get together into a group. And I'm part of Park City Angels, which is a group of angel investors. And then even though they act as individuals, they're all looking at deal flow or companies who are looking to raise capital. And then they're deciding to put money into those companies if they like them, kind of high level view. Who are the angel investors typically? Yeah. So I would say there's kind of three kinds. There's people who have come from money, so family money, and they're looking to you know expand on the wealth that they have. The second type are people who are in professions. So maybe lawyers or investment bankers or medical professionals, but basically service providers who have you know made substantial money in their careers and again are looking to, to grow that wealth. And then the third type are entrepreneurs who have grown companies and then have been fortunate enough to sell them. And then they want to basically give back to the community that built them. And then they want to help other people grow their companies. Well, outstanding. And, and can you kind of describe for people what an angel investment ecosystem is like in Utah? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're looking at in Utah is there's basically three groups in Utah. There is a group below like the point of the mountain called UA2. It's kind of a, it's not as formalized as the other ones, but that group does exist. Second group is Salt Lake Angels. They're based literally in Salt Lake. I'm not entirely sure how big that group is, but they operate very similar to Park City Angel Group. And then there's the one that I'm involved with, and that's Park City Angels. So yeah, so there's three groups. And then there's a host of other individual angel investors as well. But those are like the major three groups that I know of. So what type of deals do you guys fund? Do you invest in restaurants, technology companies? What's the profile? Yeah, so we're always looking for a great opportunity. We're still working on what we do and don't fund because sometimes a person who's in a restaurant might have a really good opportunity. But we typically don't do restaurants. The other thing that we look at is real estate investments. So, you know, housing or, you know, apartment complexes. And again, and the reason for that is most of the people who do angel investing invest in what they know. And so if you grew a company, then you didn't make your money in real estate, then it's really difficult for you to invest in something you just don't have much knowledge about. And so what we do look for are, you know, physical products. Uh, that's a lot harder in an angel group. If the, the product is right and the team is right, then we'll, we'll take a look. But mostly it's, you know, technology platforms. It can be a physical product, usually tied to some kind of technology or like an IoT or Internet of Things type component. But a lot of it is really just, you know, if it's a great idea that a lot of people need, that's the kind of company that we want to invest in. And what kind of trends are you seeing, you know, in startups? And I'm curious if you see differences regionally, you know, say, is Salt Lake kind of the same as the Bay Area, just smaller? Are there differences? Are there, you know, separate trends? Yeah. So it's interesting to so the way that we all look at deals. So if you look at what the, the, Bay, the, the coasts do, they try and make big bets on markets. So a new market opportunity. So for example, like let's say Facebook. Facebook kind of creates its own marketplace, right? Like it's, it doesn't exist before. Uber is its own marketplace. Like 
in the middle of the country, what we try and look for or what we're used to looking for is things that make things better, right? So, you know, like a Qualtrics type company isn't really a whole market on its own. It's not dominating any kind of market. There's lots of people doing it, but we do it really, really well. And I think that that's what we look for is in Utah specifically are products that do a job better than other products. And, you know, the team really knows how to sell into that industry. So I think that's really what separates us from the outside. Did the Park City Angels invest in Qualtrics? No. They, they didn't really raise any capital. That's fascinating. So what are you seeing? So what are the trends that you're, that you're seeing that you're starting to pick up on? Or is there, anything, is, is there anything new? It's almost always the same. FinTech is a really big play. Anything that's in the financial services, because a lot of it's really complicated, mostly done in spreadsheets. So, you know, cryptocurrency is big, but it's not at the same time. Like, so there's a company that just raised $100 million in a Series A, but they're doing some kind of like tax. I can't think of the name of it, but... You know, everyone's trying to get into crypto because they don't know what it is yet, right? Like it's still kind of just floundering around. So like the bitcoins and things like that. But a lot of people, especially in Utah, either don't get it quite yet or they're not risked enough to invest in a company like that. So there's still a big play in the crypto space and in the financial services. But again, automation of any sort is still really popular. CRMs are kind of dying, even though because everybody wants to build their own CRM. Let's see what else. Unique stuff. That's the trend, I guess. (laughs) Can you walk us through what the difference is between venture capital and angel capital? Yeah. So it's typically stage driven. So there's kind of... I like to look at them at like four different stages. So stages are pre-seed, which means you have an idea on paper. Seed is the way that I describe it. Seed is you built something and you might be trying to sell it. Seed plus is you built and then you have like a customer or two. And then you have like your series A and things like that. So... Angels typically come in into the seed and seed plus area. So you've built the product, you, you've sold it, but you're not sure really how to keep selling it to people, right? So you're not sure how to scale the sales. And then you get to that seed plus and you're, you're really trying to figure out who your market is. That's really where angels play. Some angels will go a little bit later, but when you get to the series A where you've already got the product developed, you're just trying to scale sales really, really quickly. That's typically when a venture capital group comes in. They will go earlier. We're seeing a big trend in funding more than we are in companies. These venture groups are kind of going lower and lower in rounds. So you are seeing some groups that are trying to target the seed stage. But um, again, so that's one difference. It's typically a stage of, of investment. The other one is due diligence is a lot different between the two groups. In angel investing, sometimes it's really just a gut check. So do I like the person? Do I believe that there's a market? Um, and then they more make like a gut check, right? Like so in Park City Angels, our goal is to say yes or no within 30 days of their last presentation. So you can see that doesn't leave a lot of time for what's called due diligence or diving deeper into the company. Whereas a venture group is gonna put a full team on you know the analysis of the market. They're going to dive deeper into the, the CEO. They're going to call their clients. They might do a whole host of other things because they, they have to, right? So they're going to dive deeper. And the reason for that is an angel investor invests their own money. It's their decision. The venture group invests other people's money. So a lot of angel investors might pull their capital together and then give it to somebody to manage. And then that would be a venture group or a venture capital group. And then they now are trying to increase the value of that capital for those LPs, right? So limited partners, what they're called. But anybody who gives them money, but that's really the difference that I see between the two types of investors. Well, and you went into it a little bit, but you know, who should be reaching out to angels and how do they go about doing that? Yeah, so this is a really common question. So I think people should reach out always, right? So if you're in the idea phase, maybe wait a little bit, but you know, the earlier you can reach out to groups, the better. 
what typically happens is a company, and this happens more times than not, is a company is running out of cash and they need more money. And they're going to go... And let's say they're going to run out of money in 30 days. And then at that point, they start raising capital. That's way too late. What you want to do is you want to ride the wave of growth in your company or successes. So if you are just signed your first client or you know your app just got launched in the store or something, maybe even before that. But when you're making big milestones and you're kind of feel like the company is moving forward, that's when you want to start creating relationships with the um, with any of the individual angels or the groups. And you know sometimes what we see is let's say you met me today, then you come back you know in a year because it's not time for you to raise capital. But now I've known you, I've met you, I've seen you progress over a year. There's a much higher likelihood of getting funded when you've made that early contact. Than it is to be in like, we need money and we need it right now. That's never a good story. Hoping you can kind of speak to one thing that I've seen a few times where somebody's got a great idea, but it's really their idea and they, they hold it tight. You know, they kind of don't want anybody else involved in it. But as a result, it never seems to get off the ground. So I'm wondering if you have any advice or maybe help people see things in a different way to where they can actually get their really great idea off the ground, but by not being so sort of protective of their idea. Yeah. So there's two things in that question. So the first one is if you're a first time entrepreneur and you have this great idea, the likelihood of getting funded from somebody else outside your personal network is less than 1%. So if you need a million dollars to even have a chance at this idea, my opinion is pick a different idea. It's, it's, it, the likelihood of it happening are so low that, you know, it, you've got better ideas that can work within the cash that you, you do have, right? Like come up with, if you have a, an idea that needs, you know, $500 to get started, Right. Like that idea is has so much more legs than one that needs a million and you only have $500. Right. So that's kind of how I would answer that first part. The second part of this is share your idea with everybody. Your idea is only as good as the people around you that want it to exist. And so if someone has the ability to steal your idea and run with it, that's awesome. Like let them do it. Like because they don't A, care as much as you do. They probably don't have the resources to do it anyway. Like, and if they do, then that sucks. Right. Like, they clearly like just they're better at it than you were. They had the resources you don't. So I don't know. That's my opinion on that. So Tim, what type of returns do angel investors target? Any angel group, the ideal is a hundred times the money they give you. So if they give you a hundred grand, they're looking for a hundred times that dollar amount in return. Um, and you can run the numbers on that, right? Obviously, they'll settle for less, but they're really trying to get these massive home runs. And then the way angel investing works, it's literally the most risky capital any investor can put into a business. And so that's why they want these higher returns. And so, I mean, they'll settle for less, but they're really, their goal is 100x. So 100 times whatever the amount of money they give you. So if the Park City Angels are investing with that return in mind, like they must be rich if they're getting 100 times their money back on every deal. Yeah, they're definitely not getting that return. No, so I would say the average return... I have no idea what the average return is. Maybe five times what they put in. I've seen up to 18 20, or 22 one time. So they do get the high returns on the money they put in sometimes. But you know, like any investment, the goal is you're going to put money into 10 companies. Three of them are just going to fail. Three will break even. Three will make some kind of return. And you're hoping that one is going to be your thing that kills it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Now, how did you get involved with the Park City Angels? Ted McAleer, who is one of the founders or the co-founders of the group, and I met during business school. He's an army guy. I was in the Marine Corps. So we had a really good connection early on. They were looking for someone to screen deals. 
And I was super interested in it. I actually, I'd raised, tried to raise capital. It didn't work out for me. And so I wanted to get a better understanding of how groups function, you know, what are the things that they look for, you know, how come I sucked at it. And so I just got involved in that way. I started screening deals, still do it. I'm the, the deal flow screener for them. And I love it. It's super interesting. I ended up trying to, you know, I wanted to help people. That was a big thing. You know, we talk about access lately and I wanted to give people more access to the venture groups. And so I meet with every company that applies that's Utah-based. So that's one of the cool things about Park City Angels is the, we focus mostly on Utah-based companies. So if you're in Utah, if you have an idea and you apply for funding at parkcityangels.com, I will take a meeting with you because I do want to know what's going on in the ecosystem here. And then what I did there is... So again, my goal was access. And then I got better at presenting and learning about it. And so I've been trying to help people present their companies in a way that investors will actually hear what they're saying. And so recently, I wrote a book about it called The Pitch Deck Book, trying to distill all this information that I gathered over the last couple of years. And again, to help people out. Where can people find that book? Yeah, so it's on Amazon. So just, you know, Amazon, Google, The Pitch Deck Book, and it'll pop up. All right. Well, perfect. Well, maybe final question for me. What trends do you see in Salt Lake City in Utah you know, over the next 5 to 10 years? Yeah. So I think that we're going to see a lot more trends in the physical product space. We've built kind of an underground ecosystem of physical product sellers. Chirp is a great example. They're doing like $90 million a year in sales. If you look at, you know, Shark Tank and historically, like I'd say one out of every five companies is a Utah based company. You know, uh, Rachel from Rags and just everyone's doing a lot in the physical product space, yet they don't get a lot of venture dollars. But I do see that industry taking off kind of under the hood again in Utah. There's a lot with shipping that can take place here as well. So I'm pretty excited for that industry. Medical devices has always been a thing in Utah. I think it's going to stay strong here. I think we're getting better access to ex-CEOs that are going to be more mentors to the companies that are coming out lately, which I think is going to be awesome. And I think we're also seeing a couple of funds. So Med Mountain Ventures is a new fund that's focusing exclusively on basic medical devices. So that's super exciting. And I think that we're going to see a big play in fintech over the next couple of years, especially with um, Divi and companies like that who are actually making some big, big pushes here. And the other thing that I think we're going to see is, or I'm hoping to see, I'd love to see, is some of this new money to come back to Utah in the form of investment. You know, with Qualtrics' sale and a bunch of these other billion dollar exits, there's lots of young money in Utah, but we have been a very uh, risk averse culture for a very, very long time. And I'm hoping that, you know, being part of groups, you know, kind of coaching these new wave of investors to take risks and calculated risks with this newfound capital. I hope to see that trend in the next 10 years. Will, any, any final questions from you? No, I was just going to say, I hope to see that trend as well. And uh, Tim, thanks for coming and talking to us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun. Well, Tim, if someone's interested in getting in touch with you or uh, visiting with the Park City Angels, what's the best mechanism for them to do so? Yeah, the best thing you can do if you want to get involved in Park City Angels is go to the website, parkcityangels.com, or you can email me directly at info at parkcityangels.com. That'll come to me. You will get an automated email, which again, it will just prompt you to apply for funding, and then we'll figure out a way to set up a time to meet. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Tim, for making time. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great one. Bye. Okay, bye.